0: Psalm 55, one verse, 22, says what? Cast your burdens upon the Lord and he will, you see it, sustain you. He will never, never, ever, ever. Allow the righteous to be shaken. I want to talk about this morning in this series baggage. Check in your baggage. It's check in time. All of us start our lives out innocent, idealistic with an idealistic mindset full of hope. And then life starts to happen. People start doing things and saying things and treating you a certain kind of way. And then all of a sudden, you've got some baggage may not be a lot of baggage at first, but it's the baggage that you can handle. And then all of a sudden you learn how to compensate, live with it, hurts, disappointments. And uh, before you know it, you have, an, you have even more baggage. And then you begin to think that this is just the way it will always be. Ultimately, the choice is yours. Either you continue to carry the baggage, or at some point, you let God take it all. That's what we're going to learn in this series. How to release the baggages that we've been carrying for years, decades, and even a lifetime. Most, listen to this, if not all of our baggage involves emotions, And people. Say one more time. Most, if not all, involves what? Emotions or people. One of the most nerve-wracking things for me is flying. It's not getting on the plane. It's getting to the airport. I go through a whole scenario in my mind. Rather than getting to the airport two hours early, I'm usually there four hours early. Amen. I, I, and I'm going through this thing in my mind. I got to check in. I got to get through security. I got to find my gate. I got to take out my ID. I got to make sure that when I put my stuff on the belt that I pick back up my board and pass And I go through this whole nervous scenario in my mind. But one of the things that relieves me is when I go up to the counter and I check in my baggage. Lord have mercy. Now, I've noticed that there are people who don't like to check in their baggage. What they do is they carry it on. I like to check in my baggage because I want the freedom to just have my backpack. Come on, help me somebody. To go to the coffee shop and pay $16 for a cup of coffee and amen and just sit there and people watch and You understand what I'm saying? Just releasing myself of all of this. But there's some people who insist because they have a strategy in their mind that if I carry on my baggage, I will get off first. I don't have to go back downstairs to, to 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 the baggage area and retrieve my baggage. But the problem with those people is when they get on the plane, you ever notice this? You ever notice this? And it gets on my nerves. They will hold up the whole line trying to lift their baggage. I wish I had somebody. Can I ask you a question? How do you check in your baggage? Are you a carry-oner <laughs> or do you check in, amen, at the counter? And you see, that's the way in life. That's how it is with baggages in life. We, we've become accustomed to carrying it on and carrying it with us. And we've become safe we we find security in carrying on because all of our personal items are in the bag see there's a reason why the series is called baggage because in that baggage come on somebody in that luggage in that suitcase of your life you have compartments amen i got one of them super Luggages, you know what I mean? Where when you put stuff in there, you seal it. If, if, if the plane crashes, and it won't break, you know, i I've, I've, I became a professional traveler because I realized that stuff breaks along the way. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Do I have anybody here? You're carrying your baggage and something has broken in there. Come on somebody, it spilled over in all your clothes and I, you see the stains and come on somebody. And and you you know what I'm saying to you today is that life is just like that. Life is like this, you're carrying your baggage and then you hit turbulences. Oh, come on somebody. And then all of a sudden, amen, your stuff gets moved around and you're trying to live a different kind of life. But it's the baggage that you carry. (laughs) Emotions and people and listen, I want to tell you something. If you don't check it in. So the first part of this series is checking in. We're taking a trip. And you're better off checking it in so that the journey can be a better experience. The destination is freedom. I wish I had somebody. And I don't know about you today, but I want to be free of any emotional baggage or people baggage or anything else that I'm carrying in my life that does not belong there, that's holding me back from getting to my destination. Now, let me tell you about the Holy Spirit. He's awesome. Psalm 55. Psalm 55, saints, the Holy Spirit brought me to this passage. This particular verse, cast your burdens, is also found in 1 Peter. It is in the context of the The preacher or the pastor realizing that as a pastor, you can't carry burdens, you can't take it personal. It's in that context. It's in the context of casting the burdens upon the Lord, ministry problems and whatever problems, financial problems, whatever the church brings, the Lord told the preachers, if you're doing it for the right reasons, give it to the Lord. In this context, though, this, this particular psalm was written when, when David's enemies threatened him. And when his close friends betrayed him. It's written in the context. Some say it's when David's son Absalom. Revolted against him. While he was king. And his second. His chief counselor. David's chief counselor. That he trusted. Sided with Absalom. Rather than David. In other words, he was walking with him for years. And all of a sudden he turned on him. Saints, some of the greatest baggage we will carry. Or burdens we will carry. Are the ones that we receive from people. So David now turns his problem into a prayer. This is what you call an impeccatory prayer. An impeccatory prayer is a prayer for destruction for your enemies. That's what this psalm is about. This psalm, David asked, come on somebody, he asked God to take out his enemies. Ask yourself this question. What baggage are you carrying? And here's the thing. It probably comes from five areas. Write it down real quick. Number one, unfulfilled expectations. Number two, untreated pain. Number three, unresolved yesterdays. Number four, unhealthy view of self. And number five, unrepented sin. David realized that he could not stay angry any longer. He spent 21 verses. Unloading his baggage. So that he can become better. May I ask you a question this morning? Are you willing to resolve the issues in your life? So that your journey can be better. David starts off in verse one. Look in verse one, look what he says. Give air to my what? Prayer, O God. And do not hide yourself from my supplication. Why would he say that? Because he knew his heart. He knew from what type of heart he was praying for. You get it? I believe that you may not understand this, but your 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 heart affects your prayer life. Okay? Your, the way you think affects your prayer life. But look at verse 2. He says, give, give heed to me. And what? Answer me. Watch the text. I am what? Restless. And in, yeah. In my what? In my complaint. And I am surely distracted. Now, here he is praying. What kind of prayer is this? <laughs> Look at verse 3. said, because of the voice of the enemy, because of the pressure of the wicked, for they what? They bring down trouble upon me. And in anger, they bear a grudge against me. My heart is in what? anguish within me and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. This is from his own family. This is from his own friend. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You ready? Look at verse 13. He says, but it is you. A man, my what? My what? My familiar friend. We had what? Sweet fellowship together. We walked in the house of God. Huh? David is blown back because he was betrayed by someone he went to church with. He was hurt. And I know a lot of people, if you're watching, you got church hurt. God knows about your church hurt. God knows about that. You understand what I'm saying? But here's the thing. Until you release that baggage, you are not going to heal from it. You cannot live the rest of your life with that hurt. Because listen, people are just like that. And so so the first thing we got to do... We have to check in your baggage by by being honest. By being what? Listen, saints, it's time out for these prayers that are not real. You know how we pray, right? Lord, I just want to thank you for this day. Thank you much, Lord, and just uh, thank you. Lord, help my, help my, help my family, help my, fa- help my finances. No, no, watch this. If you're going to check in, you got to check in your, with honesty. May I ask you a question? He knows what's in your heart. Here's, here's what I want to say to you today. God knows you that you're distracted. Lord, I, I'm going to say it one more time. Let me see if I help somebody. God knows that you're distracted by whatever it is that you're carrying with you. Watch this. You can't focus. You can't sit long enough for instruction or worship. <laughs> because the emotional baggage that, that, that we're carrying, watch this, has us all over the place. Tell your neighbor, itemize it. Categorize it. And then cast it on the Lord. How many are you ready to let go? How many? Re- how you really listen? You think about those people. You saw them on Facebook. You saw them on social media. God says, until you have no ill will in your heart for them, you have not released them. Watch this. They have you distracted, disappointed. Come on, somebody. Distraught. Listen, depressed. This is where David was. Look at verse 15. David says, Let death come deceitfully upon the old Lord. David, what are you doing, David? What kind of prayer is this? This is a prayer. Have you ever heard anybody pray? <laughs> Look, let, let them go down alive. As a matter of fact, bury them alive in hell. For evil is in their what? Dwelling in their midst. As for me, though. Are y'all seeing this? Are y'all seeing this? Look what he said. As as for me though, I shall what? Call upon God and the Lord will save me. Verse 17. Evening and morning and noon. You see the duration of of his pain? Every single day. Evening, morning and noon. He's describing three different time zones. Watch this. T- time periods in a day where his heart, where his mind, all he's doing is what? Complaining. And what? Murmuring. Look what he says. I will complain and, I, and murmur and he will hear my voice. Verse 18. He will what? He will redeem my soul in what? In peace from the battle. Somebody here, you got a battle going on on the inside. It is an emotional baggage. If you allow people to pull you down and you're consumed with them evening, morning. It tells you when he started writing this evening, <laughs> morning and noon. Saints, you, you're going to have a problem. How many are ready to check in? By being honest with God. Itemize it. Tell him how you feel. Watch the text. We go to verse 22 now. That was the context. Watch the, watch the text. 22. It's amazing how David could talk like that. But then come back. You know what I learned from this? Put the point back up for me. There's nothing that God does not know about you. Here's what I learned from this. God wants your true feelings. He doesn't want that fluff anymore. He wants you to tell him, Lord, I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. Yeah, Lord, I want you to take them out. (laughs) They hurt me. See, see, we think that's a wrong prayer. See? But what is David doing? Until you talk to somebody about the hurt, you won't come to counseling. (laughs) Because you're good but you're walking around with it as if you're okay, but you're not. So check it in, will you? Tell the Lord. Lord, this is how I feel. I feel like I should, I feel like this. Now don't be cussing at the Lord now. (laughs) But be honest with the Lord. Be honest about how you feel. Watch this. He says, says in verse 22, he says, now cast your burdens. Do Do you know what the word burden means? The word for burden means something that was given to you. And it comes not only from your enemies, but from the hands of God. In other words, it's what God allowed. Wait a minute. Yes. Whatever God allows, we accept. And so the next thing we have to do is, if we're going to check in our baggage, is check in your baggage by releasing it to the Lord. Listen, when you go up to southwestern, uh, Southwest Airlines when you go up to the to the counter the ticket counter or well, the baggage counter okay you're exchanging your baggage for a ticket and what you're saying is I'm releasing this into your care watch this now amen but I'm saying today you could lose my baggage <laughs> you see, Releasing it to the Lord means this that you're willing, watch this, to exchange the baggage. Hallelujah for the ticket to your freedom. Listen, how can you carry how can you release the baggage if you got a if you're so accustomed carrying the baggage? Watch this. The baggage becomes part of your everyday life. It's our belief in God that affects our ability to release the baggage to the Lord. I'm going to say it one more time. It's our belief in God which will affect our ability to release the baggage to the Lord. In other words, if you don't have a belief that God can handle it, that he's able to Come on, somebody. To do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think. Watch this. Listen, listen. If you don't believe God can handle it, then maybe you think you can handle it. Now, now think. David is giving us here an insider look of what it looks like to be a man who is frustrated. A man who's frustrated, but a man who's willing to cast To throw, to release, to let go. That's what those words mean. To let go of it. May I ask you a question? Uh, What do you have packed that you you just don't want to release? The baggage that you've been carrying in your life. You're not willing to check it in because you feel as if I got too much personal stuff in there. What happened to me, I'm ashamed of it. So I don't want to talk about it. And I definitely don't want to reveal it to nobody. But here's the thing. If you keep carrying that baggage, you're not going to get to your destination of freedom. Saints. Whatever you can't carry, God can carry it for you. Whatever burdens that you think that are so heavy on you right now, until you come to this place. Now listen, he went through all of this to get to verse 22, to finally give the solution to his problem. We find his complaint, but now we find the solution. He says, cast your burdens. Something that's given to you a lot that has been allotted to you. Listen, you didn't ask for it. It came to you. Come on, help me. Remember what he said. He said, these people, my own son and did my closest associate, my closest preacher, my closest deacon, my closest leader in the church. That's the one that stabbed me in the back. But he says what he said. He says, no, I'm not going to carry that burden. Because if I carry that burden, I will live in what? Unforgiveness. Bitterness. Hurt. So today I choose to what? Cast the burden. What? On who? On the Lord. Check that baggage in. But watch what the text says. It says, and he will do what? Sustain you. The word sustain. Now, I... I I, I said, why, why, why is he saying sustain here? The word for sustain is baffling to me. The word for sustain means to hold, to contain or feed, to supply. Watch this. It means holding something and not letting go. Why? After you cast your burdens, you need to be held. You see, when you've been carrying your baggage for a long time, you learn how to balance yourself with. You balance your life with the weight of your baggage. I wish I had somebody. The knowledge of the baggage watch this, is your feelings, your emotions, your memory, the memory, the pain, the stuff that you pack every day. but imagine living your life one day. Without disappointment. Without doubt. Come on somebody. Without depression. Without feeling unworthy. Come on somebody. I'm saying that God is saying. When you release it to me. I will hold you. But you got to trust me. That when you release it. That I'm going to do something for you. So that next point is this. Checking your baggage by what? So you can prove that you what? That you trust the Lord. Saints, how dysfunctional it is to live our lives. Watch this. Imagine waking up tomorrow with no baggage. What would that feel like? I'll tell you what it feel like. It feel like peace. It feel like joy. You see, when you cast it on the Lord, he holds you. Watch this. Your steps now are ordered by the Lord. In other words, you'll have balance because now you're operating from a position of trust rather than a position of hurt. Remember verse, look at verse 23. Verse 23 says, but you, O God, will bring, look what he says in verse 23. But you, O Lord, God, will what? Bring them down to the pit of destruction. Whoa, David, David, hold on. I don't want that to be my prayer. But if you cast it, he says he will what? Sustain you. May I ask your question What is really sustaining your life? See, when you release the baggage and you're trusting God, you're trusting every movement. You're trusting everything that's happening. But saints, if you keep packing up your baggage and you keep carrying it with you, that's what you're going to respond the same way every single time. We don't realize it, but we operate from a position of hurt. A position of pain, a position of disappointment, right? And then all of a sudden we're living a certain kind of way. Watch, just expecting different results. But God says, you haven't trusted me. And when you learn to trust me, when you learn to let go, when you check it, I ain't talking about let go yet. I'm talking about checking it in. Because there's a possibility you can get it right back again when the plane has landed. Watch the text. He says he will never allow. Wait a minute. See, here's why I have a conflict in this passage. Verse 23, the last, the C part to the verse. See what he says? But I will what? Can you imagine after all he said? He said what? I will what? You, you you get it? Now watch it. Just because he's going off doesn't mean he's lost his mind. He's just being what? Give yourself a hand, y'all. Y'all caught that. Some things you just got to catch. He, he got it, right? He, he said, no, I ain't going to lose myself because I'm going to trust God. That's the key. But watch this. Watch this now. Watch what he says. He says, he says, he will never allow. Watch this. Write this down. He is sovereign. Okay. Never. This is what never means. You could take it to the bank. Can I tell you something? You're never going to fail. I wish I had somebody. You're never going to fail. You are never going to lose your salvation. I wish I had you. You will never, I wish I had somebody. Go back to that life you used to have because you have inside of you now the Holy Spirit. But if you don't check it in, You're going to keep carrying those doubts. So the next thing is this. When he says he'll never watch this. The word allow means granting permission. Everything that has happened to you has happened by his permission. He reigns on the just and the unjust. There's nothing that's under This heaven that's not under God's control. Listen to me. But here's how you check it in. The next thing is you got to check it in, not by trust, but you got to check in your baggage to prove that you what? That you believe the Lord. Saints, there are a lot of people who say they believe in God, but from the moment they hit a rough spot in life, it proves what they really believe. All that has happened to you has happened so that you would exercise and execute your faith in the Lord. Listen, if it was allowed by him. I ought to accept it. I may not like it. But I ought to accept it because he says he will never allow. Job, when he was being tested, I wish I had somebody. The devil said, "Listen, if you and I'm gonna show you the contrast here the devil the devil the devil said the devil said um, I promise you, if you you take all he has, he's gonna curse you." If you take all he has, he's not going to trust you no more. I'm paraphrasing. If you take all he has, if you take all he has, guess what? He ain't going to come to church no more. If you take all his members and bring them down to seven, he going to quit. I wish I had somebody. Y'all following me where I'm going with this? And what I'm saying to you is this. I realize something. Whatever God allows, I still believe him. The good, the bad, the indifferent, whatever it is, I still believe it because God's hands is on it. I belong to him. You belong to him. So look at your life now. Everything that's happening to you is by God's sovereign guidance. So Lord, thank you. Thank you for the good days. Thank you for the not so good days. Thank you for the ups and thank you for the downs because I trust you. And not only do I trust you, but I believe you. I believe this. I believe that your word said that you will never leave me nor forsake me. I believe what you said that when I cast these burdens on you, you will not allow the who, the who, you see, that's a qualifying condition there. You got to make sure that you're living right. <laughs> this applies to those who are living right. And I ain't talking about those who are living half right. I'm talking about those who are living right. Right? To the best of your ability, to what you feel like you know. God, I know right from wrong, but I know you said about me that I could take this baggage and I can check it in. But I have a choice to what? Pick it back up. Watch the text. Last last part of the time. I'm gonna sit down. Yeah, sit down, time to sit down. He says, I'll never allow the righteous to be what? You know what that is? To be moved. Watch this. The word means this, Charlie, immovable. I'm going to say one more time. It means what? It means what? So watch this. If you're caught up in emotions, if you're caught up in your feelings, anybody can say anything to you in church, and guess what? You up out of here. But the righteous. (laughs) All that stuff you've been through in your life, all that stuff, all that baggage you carry, It will not move you because God's going to give you stability. He'll give you strength because you're trusting him, because you're believing him. He says the righteous will follow God's standard. And so the last thing you got to do is this. You got to check in your baggage because it's time to be what? That broken marriage, that messed up relationship, that messed up friendship. Listen, to be removed, but to to be moved or to remove, to fall, it's used, this word is used about wavering or wobbling. You're not going to be like that. I call it vacillating. One day you up, one day you just... Next day you just walking around, just man, so, man life just. Man. <laughs> he says you will not be moved because you've done the first thing you decided today. I'm checking in this mess. I ain't care. I ain't doing no carry ons today. Okay, and the reason why I'm not doing no carry-ons is because I know when I get off, I'm going to pull it right down. Matter of fact, I can't even enjoy the ride because I'm thinking, what if now is the time to release your fear of releasing your baggage? Lord, have mercy. You won't perform like you used to. You won't be the life of the party anymore you know why because you were operating from hurt and so you were masking your pain come on somebody amen so guess what folk ain't gonna like what you stand for see because you have decided to get rid of your baggage Some people live their lives like hamsters. A hamster looks outside the glass of his cage and he sees freedom. And he decides to run for it. He gets on the wheel and he gets to running. Trying to get to freedom. He soon realizes, though, that he's getting nowhere, so he runs faster. An hour later, he's in the same spot. Many of us have been trying to break a habit for years, release those baggage for years. Ten years later, and you're still running in the same spot. We've made New Year's resolution to quit bad habits or to have better marriages or to work on our lives and our finances or whatever the case may be. But a year later and you're in the same spot. Why does this happen? Because we're using the wrong method. When you are trapped, you cannot change yourself. The only way for the hamster to find freedom Is for the owner of the hamster to reach in the cage. Oh, I wish I had you. And pull him out. Somebody bigger than the hamster has to take over. Lord have mercy. Trying to get out of your cage. Situation. Using only human effort is not good enough. You need somebody bigger. To reach down and say, hey, give me that baggage. Let me pull that up out of your life. Or else you're going to be running in the same place. Give God a hand clap of praise. Listen, I'm going to say this. People come to church week after week after week, and they're just like that hamster. They're thinking about freedom, they want freedom, but they can't see their lives without the baggage. It's just like addiction. In addiction, you can't see that your life can be better without the substance. It's scary to think, man, I can't. What am I going to do? How am I going to cope? And so today, I say to you, if you're ready to check in your baggage... If you're ready to check in your baggage, it's time to be free. Can I tell you something? The things you can't change, you can't change. But you got to trust God and believe God enough to know that he can do it. Some of you are frustrated, frustrated. I mean, you are totally frustrated. But God says it's time for you to just check check it in. The counter is open. Baggage claim is open. Now you got to decide am I willing to let go so I can be free to live my life. Lord, I want to live my life, Lord. I want to check this baggage in, Lord, so that I can be a person where David says, but I will trust God.